Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. Welcome Monday. It's the Monday after a holiday weekend. It's July 8th and it's the Mondays of Monday. (laughs) You know, Mondays after a holiday are just terrible, aren't they? You just feel draggy and slow and tired and I just don't want to go to work, but I did and it was a really mixed up out of sync morning, but I think we're back on track. So what did you do over the 4th? I went to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and watched freighters go through the Sioux Locks. We saw the Holy Grail of freighters, which is a thousand footer, which is the large ships that can go largest is a thousand thirteen, and that's as big as you can get through the locks currently. It's so much fun to stand there in the observation towers with all these people just hanging out. It's a slow, slow thing watching this ship come in. It took 45 minutes for it to slowly go in the locks, have the water adjust to the level of the lake it was going to, and for it to leave. There's no room for air. So these boats, the boats, the ships are slowly coming in. It was fun because we also saw a large pleasure boat go through and it's a tiny speck compared to the thousand footers and it was just a beautiful day it was sunny we saw the water hanging out taking pictures chatting with people around us it was a great way to spend the fourth we didn't go to fireworks for the fourth of july because we were going to marne for the car races at berlin raceway on saturday so we did the car races and it was a great time. We had a good time with family, had a great dinner, but at the last two races, they were rained out and it just poured. I mean, poured. It wasn't just a drizzle. It was a downpour. We hid out under the bleachers and thank goodness there was no lightning and we waited for it to break up a little bit to go run to the car. <laughs> but we didn't see fireworks because they got rained out. However, it was a great weekend. It was super fun. Had time to see family and see the grand dog. And everything is just very, very pleasant. But it just makes me yearn for the day of when I have my own schedule and I'm retired, which is a long, long ways away. And I certainly don't want to rush it. But, you know, there are just times where you want, it'd be fun to have all the money in the world and not have to have a schedule that is dictated to you by other people, right? You know, that's why jobs are jobs. So overall, the last week has been just relaxing and recovering from my vacation and prepping for the 4th of July and now recovering from it. So I've been working on tedious projects. Um, I have started and stopped my We Are Knitters um, R-A-B-A-T, Rabat Kit, Rabbit Rabat Kit Cushion. And I really had trouble reading the chart. It's a beautiful pattern and it's easy to read, but I'm just... It was a, on, it's a diamond, you know, with sashing, kind of like it was how we would call it with quilting. And I, I just struggled and it was not fun. And I decided I wanted something simpler and easier to do. And I'm using two colors. So instead of diamonds, I made them squares with sashing. And it's going to be a little, 
maybe less modern feeling to it, but I am having better luck and I'm liking the results on the first couple rows. So we'll see how that goes. The yarn is absolutely fabulous. These kits come with everything you need in them. It is worth the money. Um, we are knitters and it, they sell crochet kits too. So the yarn is absolutely fabulous. Love it. So I've been working on them. I have my hexagon swap hexes done and I'm prepping to mail them. I started catching up on making all the hexagons for my temperature quilt. The hexagons are assembled in a grandmother flower garden, seven different hexagons in a flower shape to represent each week of the year. And they are colored according to a chart that I have to log the high temperature of the day. So I'm not putting them in all numerical order because, you know, there's a certain amount of it's, it is what it is kind of a thing. Each week is represented accurately, although not exactly in a row. Otherwise, my whole quilt would be like all blue to all yellow to red to something to blue. And they would all be lumped together because the weather doesn't change that much up here. So I'm making them in weekly um, flowers and I started sewing them together again. So I have one hexagon uh, flower sewn and I'm about caught up on prepping them. So I'll have lots of time over the next few weeks and months as winter approaches. Oh gosh, it's July. Why do you bring winter up? Because you got to prep for it and I am totally prepared. Lots of winter projects. I don't have to worry about that. And they're nice. Actually, hexagons are nice to do because it's hot. You don't have all of the heat with you know long arming it's hot in the room where my long arm is and you're dealing with all the batting and the dust and the fabric i do have a quilt on the frame it's my peter pan economy quilt that i made last year with the michael miller fabrics it's the sarah jane peter pan line and it's so gorgeous i had forgotten how beautiful that fabric was until i got the quilt out pressed it and I have it about halfway done and it just swirls after the intense quilting and piecing that I've done in June. I needed a break for lighthearted things and that's what I'm doing right now. Lighthearted things, hexagons, working on a easier version of a cushion cover for my couch and the sewing that I'm doing is called the raffia quilt by violet craft and it's just strips and I chose the paper piecing, me piecing method because um, skinny strips are hard to do for me without them being wobbly and it's turning out great. I love the mid-century modern um, Betty's Luncheonette jelly roll that I'm using and it's going to look like woven ribbons on point when it's done. And I am figured out a system to keep the fabric placement in the correct order. You really have to pay attention. And I'm marking it off as I go. I'm taking the, the fabric placement chart to the table where I'm gathering up all the pieces that I need. And then the pieces are taken to the sewing machine. And they're all laid out in order. So if I stick with the program, there should be very little mistakes in it. So that's the things I've been working on. Now what I'm looking forward to is this week, I signed up for an online class for using my Cricut. It's called the Better Life Blog. And they offer Silhouette and Cricut 
lessons. And I figured I needed to do that. It's a really inexpensive price. I think it was $15 for this lesson with all the files that you need to cut the project out, tutorials and support and online Facebook groups and things like that. And I think that I've learned a lot already and I haven't even watched the lesson yet. She has online, um, you're, you have ability to go to past lessons. So I've been reading up on it. And I like the fact that she's going to show you how to do it in a tutorial. Um, you can, it, we go on Zoom or something like that to watch her live. And then you can go back and watch it over and over again. She gives you a couple of days, well, more like almost two weeks to get all your supplies together and download the files. And then I will watch through the tutorial and be a good student and not jump ahead and try to figure it out before she does the lesson because that's how I normally operate. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I think I'm going to do these projects because I always get asked the classic, well, what are you going to do with it? Well, if they turn out right and I start in Jul July, they will probably be Christmas presents for my family and friends. So if you're listening to this, don't be surprised. You might get a Christmas present um, that's made from one of these lessons, but they're super cute and they, they look like there's lots of different skills that you can learn through all the lessons. So hopefully I will be a Cricut Pro when I'm done. I even got stencil paper to make your own stencils and how to paint and I got a whole bunch of stuff on the 4th of July I went to Hobby Lobby they were having a big sale unbeknownst to me it was just a day I had off so I got different tools that I needed um not tools but supplies and they have so many papers and so many different types of things for the Cricut. But the thing I bought that I'm the most excited to try is cutting chipboard. And I know you can cut balsa wood with the Cricut maker that I have too. So I'm going to start with a chipboard and start practicing all of the different skills. And then I will invest in the balsa wood. But you got to know what you're doing. I don't want to wreck this machine. Um, it wasn't a... $50 item. So I decided that I better slow down. Whoa, slow down and take a lesson. I am a cart before the horse person once in a while and I want to learn it myself and figure it out because that's how I've <laughs> learned most of things that I do. And I've decided that I'm not doing that. I am older and wiser now. And my wisdom says, take a lesson. It's only $15 a month, which is how much I charged for violin lessons when I was giving them to students. And I thought that is an incredibly inexpensive lesson with all the equipment supply list and the files that you need for the project. So can you tell I'm pretty excited about it? And I feel like, um, I will actually have something done at the end and not ruin a whole bunch of crap before um, I finally get a project done. Because um, that's generally what I do, right? You try something and then you perfect it and perfect it and perfect it. And you realize you've got about, you know, half a dozen projects that are really um, low quality and you either throw them away or you kind of have them hang out in your house. And that's kind of where I'm at. I've had a couple of things not exactly turn out the way I wanted because I'm not sure what I did. Uh, I don't know what I was doing exactly and I'm not exactly sure why it turned out the way it did. So maybe I will figure that out as I go along. And then quilts wise, um, I'm just going to jump into the kinship 
um, quilt along here shortly, but I'm not doing all 100 blocks. I, I have got myself so time oriented in June. I just need a break. So I, I'm not going to do them all in the 100 days is what I meant to say. I will do them over time. I haven't posted one yet. I, I hope to do one this week. Kinship is Gnome Angel's um, quilt along that she's doing right now. And it's a super cool quilt. So I'm going to paper piece that one too. Little quilt. Mm, they're little quilt blocks. And this quilt is actually not a really big quilt. So the pieces are small. And I find it hard to precision sew them without paper piecing. And I'm going to use just regular copy paper that I bought from Walmart and not invest a lot of money in paper piecing paper because I'm going to try to do this stuff on a budget. So that's the next thing I'm doing is Gnome Angel's Kinship. I just want to say my next exciting thing that I have immersed myself in is house plants. I know house plants. I haven't had house plants since oh, since I was a kid. The garden seems to be catching up and doing well. That doesn't need a lot of work right now. And I thought, you know, this house plant revival is really coming on strong. And I've got a few plants going that survived. I've got aloe vera in my little teacups that I put the little um doll's eyes that are closed faces you know on them they're so cute and I have a arrowhead shaped plant that I don't even really know what its name is it's doing well my snake plant that has been over pot bound in this plant since my kids were in high school and did a horticulture class it's growing really well and I planted a companion aloe vera in it and then I have my succulents that I got for Mother's Day that are hanging on and doing really well. I could put them outside, I suppose, but they're so pretty in my window. I'm trying to get a philodendron growing, but it's not doing as well. There's a couple plants that I would like to get. I have, a, I think it's a relative of a philodendron. Um, it's a variegated leaf. I'm trying to root out work in a window. I think that I want to, I'm going to bring that one home because it's, it's really pretty and it looks great. I just can't believe that these plants are growing. Now, the problem is that I started in this spring, but my one good window over the kitchen sink faces north and it gets really cold in the wintertime. So I'm going to have to get creative on where I put them for the winter to keep them warm so that they don't freeze. Um, you know, I'm just going to have to really think about that. I wish my southern facing um, front porch, it's enclosed, but it gets really cold in the winter time also. So I may have to invest in some sort of um, light so that they, you know, grow light of some sort to keep them warm and a little bit of sunshine. But, you know, we, there was a plant that I really, really want to get, but I wanted to start small with some of these cuttings that my friends gave me. Oh, I have a jade plant, baby. Remember I pinched the leaf off at work because it already had a baby growing on the bottom of that pot. But I want to get a Swiss cheese plants, what we used to call them. I'm not sure what they're called for real. I should Google it here. But the other plant that was really pretty in this house and my mom grew them a lot when she lived here was a peace lily maybe I'll try 
one of those, but they're a little more uh, finicky, I think, than um, the the everyday plants that I have. So the Swiss cheese plant um, is either a split leaf philodendron or a hmm a monstera monstera deliciosa. Ooh, that sounds great. It looks real tropical. Kind of has that um, real tropical feel. And, you know, I'll take anything that makes this house feel more tropical instead of, you know, a freezing <laughs> cold house, which it is nine months out of the year. And so with that, I really want to buy a book. And I'm, I do surveys on, if you have an Android phone, you can do surveys for Google and then you can earn credits. And the book that I really, really want is a paper piecing book that's all with plants. And it's so cool that, hmm, I got to look it up now. Now I can't remember the name of it. It's called Adventures in Paper Piecing by Sarah Elizabeth Sharp. So I am about a dollar away. So it's a few surveys away. And I'm going to get that book as an ebook, and then I'll print off the patterns that I need. It's another paper piecing book. And you know I love paper piecing, especially these. This one has plant leaves and the Swiss cheese plant and a snake plant. And, you know, it's going to look fun. I really, I really want to make make this and hang it up in my dining room or something. So that's the last thing I want to talk about is I, I got to figure out good ways to hang up my wall hanging sized quilts. I've, I'm making a little bit more wall hanging sized versus um, bed quilts or quilts that you use to cover up in the winter. And I haven't figured out a really good way to hang them up. I have to add a hanging sleeve and I really hate adding hanging sleeves to quilts. Um, I know my one friend uses Velcro on little ones that you can Velcro to a strip that she's screwed into the wall. Um, yeah, that, that one's okay. I've seen the clamps, you know, the wooden clamps that you can hang on the walls. Um, but if you have a good system for displaying quilts or especially for quilts that you want that are small and you want the whole thing to show for its color and, and content, let me know because I just haven't come up with a great idea that isn't really cumbersome. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should just hang them from strips, you know, uh, put it on a bar and then have it suspend, you know, kind of like a curtain rod or something. Anyway, I don't know. I don't have a good idea and and I need some good ideas on how to hang small quilts so that they can rotate out with the seasons in my dining room and living room. And I'm still working on my big display of hoop um, things, whether it's embroidery or crochet. I still like that idea, but I kind of got stuck along the way. Um, but I'm not giving up on it. I just got stuck along the way. I just kind of needed a chance to relax for these hot days of summer and just enjoy. I've been watching um, shows. I've been watching some really weird videos on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> we went down a couple rabbit holes on vacation and we keep following the people. I like the, um, the outdoor 
show where the guy saws lumber in Tennessee. And then there's this other guy who cuts really big trees down that are diseased or broken. And he's just an artist at how he takes these massive trees down without um, hitting the house. And um, I've talked about the wood turning lathe things and people who make things out of resin. That's fascinating to me because I can't do it. I just don't think I could take the smell. Um, and then I get on some funny shows. And then, of course, I do watch um, YouTube videos, you know, about quilting and crocheting and techniques and um, rebroadcasts of shows, you know, like Love Your Garden. That's been out for a couple of years and you can find them on YouTube. I did start another Brené Brown book today, came through the overdrive for my library. And I'm going to keep going with listening to audiobooks, especially if you can get one that's um, narrated by the author. And Brené Brown has a great voice. So it's like listening to a really long podcast. You know, you take it in small sections, but if you're doing stuff as you go along, it really just, I can pay attention and it's a nice long format. I cannot listen to audiobooks or podcasts in the car if I'm driving, but we did listen to um, the history podcast uh, and I, I kind of enjoyed it. I don't really want to admit it to my husband, but I really enjoyed listening to the history of Real, I think it's the Anglo-Saxons. They were We haven't even got up to 1066 yet. So it's kind of interesting because I've never heard this type of history in the world. I, I'm pretty excited about it. So I've been really, really going along on these slow, very involved, tedious projects mixed in with these got to get done projects like the raffia quilt and, you know, some of the long arming things. But I think I've created so many things over time that now I want to get into something that's really detailed and then I can really sink my teeth into the project. And I, I really do enjoy those. I mean, I've knitted sweaters before that take me forever and I really like that. I've done some other, you know, really intense paper piecing. And so I think, you know, that's going to be the whole fun of English paper piecing and some of these paper piecing projects that I'm doing right now. I really enjoyed the intense um, long arming that I did on the last custom quilt, but my neck is a little sore, so I'm going to have to take it easy on that for a while. So super intense things, taking um, green from nature outside into my new obsession, which is house plants, and I would really like to get a terrarium going one day wouldn't that be something I've not had good luck with them in the past but houseplants are coming along and my goal is to get enough skills to keep these plants alive to get that Swiss cheese plant or the split leaf philodendron they're really large in the leaf so have you had any new hobbies that you've tried recently and found out that you really love it yeah I'm working on gardening houseplants and the cricket I am so, so excited about it. And English paper piecing. I've picked it up at the beginning of the year and here we are in July and I'm still working on it. And I'm not sick of it. It's like I'm really excited about each new step to learn and the new things. So tedious projects. Are you a tedious long-term project person? I'll be honest, I got to mix it up a little bit. But I do love them. And the older I get, the more I love these long-term very long and involved.
projects. I'd love you to have a fabulous week. Um, we are rolling into the annual festival. We have Alpenfest in Gaylord, Michigan. It is our sister city is in Pontresina, Switzerland, and everyone dons Lederhosen, and they play polka music, and it's a big mishmash of all kinds of very strange traditions. <laughs> I don't know how polkas... Um, we have a big Polish community in our county, so I think that's where some of the polka bands um, put on Lederhosen, but they don't quite do traditional Swiss Alt type of music. It's, it's the classic things that are played at the Polish Festival, which is in August in the next town over. Um, but it's fun. There's a carnival. They have concerts. They have... You know, some a small group of vendors, but I usually see people that I know and haven't seen in a long time. And I'm just finding that I'm really enjoying just getting out of the house periodically and being in um, in a group event, you know, like the car racing or the festival or even the freighters. I don't like big, big crowds always, but they don't bother me too much. So if you hear any um, big trucks in the background, it's because I live one block off the downtown area where Alpenfest is. So they route the main highway, um, which is uh, a Michigan highway, happens to go through downtown, is routed right by my house. So this is the week of not sleeping well because we get to hear the braking systems on large trucks and lots of noise and we have large you know trucks that go through town and and all of the traffic and the people who are rude and play loud music but the good news is the festival ends on Saturday it officially starts tomorrow and ends on Saturday so it's only a few days and we're leaving town on Saturday for the big wrap-up of the festival we're going to a to Saline, Michigan which is near Ann Arbor for their big Celtic festival and my husband will compete in the Highland Games and I thoroughly in love, enjoy and love their festival with the music and all of the great things they have jousting and kids games and dragons and just tons and tons of fun along with your dancing and bagpiping and all of that so you have a fabulous week let me know if you've tried any new crafts or things that are new to you maybe i want to try them and if you know of any great shows on youtube that are maybe a little odd eccentric or downright weird in a cool way you know that you think i might like let me know in the comments on mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com you can follow me on Instagram at Vicki L. Holloway Quilting. And I'm on Twitter too. I'm not as interactive on Twitter as some people. But, you know, however you want to get a hold of me, send me an email. I have a newsletter that comes out once a month. And I always like to remind people that you can buy me a virtual cup of coffee or tea through my website or you could choose to become a monthly patron. And patrons, I've sent postcards, and I'm working on something for the anniversary show in September, specifically for my patrons. But then we're also going to have some fun and exciting things on the podcast for everybody. So looking forward to my podcast anniversary in September. We'll see you back in a week. Quilt on, everyone.